welcome to the SBK Saturday Selections, a celebratory podcast this week, but we'll get into those reasons uh, in a, a few moments. Uh, time myself, Luke Elder, uh, alongside Tom Collins, looking at some of the American action uh, over in the US, funnily enough, uh, on Saturday evening, and also some of the uh, UK action on Saturday evening as uh, well. We'll start off with a look back, but first things first, Tom, that's a lovely picture behind you. I mean, what a horse, Luke. Beautiful picture. Yeah. Beautiful picture. I, I must say, this time last week, wouldn't have noticed who he was because they changed his colours. Uh, but <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah microphone is looking lovely, aren't they? The big R on Mo Donegal. You couldn't miss him, although you could because there were two horses in the race in exactly the same still. <laughs> uh, and I had celebrating a scene we haven't seen so far this week at Royal Ascot. But, but we'll get to the race review right now with the Belmont. Yeah, it goes from celebrating to tears with with <laughs> Irad in the in the past week or so, but we don't get onto that too too much. But Mo Donegal, t- to be fair, we we had been on about it or him since the very first podcast we did, which was the Kentucky Derby. I think the preview that we did of Mo Donegal was he probably won't win this, but he'll win the Belmont. And for once, we were right. So this is the final podcast ever. We're going to quit here, and then that, that'll be us done. <laughs> Yeah, it was six weeks in waiting, wasn't it? We were talking about Mo Donegal. I think every single episode we mentioned him in one way or another. And usually when two people like ourselves fancy the same horse from a long way out, it all goes pear-shaped. So, you know what? It was quite refreshing to see Mo Donegal actually win the Belmont. It was a great ride. I know Irad's been slated for some rides at Ascot, as I've just mentioned, and rightly so in, in a couple of instances. But this ride on Mo Donegal, if you're doubting Irad Ortiz's talent, just watch the Belmont again. He was pitch perfect at every single point. Thought Ness ran a great race in second. She stumbled at the start, had to be rushed up, was caught in traffic turnover home. But Mo Donegal was the best horse. He relished the trip. I'm so glad he won because we needed another winner on this pod. We're now flying in the US States League. We've got to keep up this week. Absolutely. And we, we've got a, a small field race to look forward to this week in the poker stakes. But we'll, we'll get to that in a few moments. I, I want to do a, a recap of the race for the Belmont. But to be honest, Mo Donegal was just much the best in the, in the contest. Um, I love him. Whether I take him forward to something like a Breeders' Cup Classic, don't think so. Because, I mean, on the card as well, we saw Flightline, who was mighty impressive. He, he's now a uh, Breeders' Cup Classic uh, uh, favourite. But, I mean, Mo Donegal will always have a special place in our hearts anyway. Oh, 100%. He's, uh, he's the horse that we've got to stay loyal at some point with Mo Donegal, just because he's rewarded us. Usually in punting, you shouldn't be hot overhead. But I think in the case of Mo Donegal, we have to be. Um, it was a good race. It wasn't a great race. Ness ran well, but she's a filly, and fillies don't tend to do well in the Belmont. She finished a good second and a clear-cut second ahead of Skippy Longstocking. We, the people, disappointing, got the run of the race out in front, as expected, had nothing left in the straight. Barbara Road, disappointing. Rich Strike never had a chance. Um, we thought that might be the case from the position and the pace set up, but he was out the back early and never even featured. You mentioned horse called Flightline. I'm going to mention another horse called Jack Christopher. Two horses we're 100% going to be covering in this podcast over the next few months. Two very, very smart runners and horses that you need to be following. They're top class. And I, unless they clash, I can't see either being beaten this season. Yeah, just very quickly on Jack Christopher, with the, the star sort of performance, um, I was on a, a different sort of form of media, uh, per se. Uh, and I mentioned, look, let, let's cover this Belmont race because uh, Jack Christopher, he's an absolute superstar. Uh, if you guys don't know about him, which people wouldn't if they don't follow American racing because he was withdrawn from the Breeders' Cup through injury one or two days before the, the race. He was a short price favourite for the, the Breeders' Cup juvenile. Um, this is potentially the best horse in, in North America right now. It was before, I think, Flightline ran. So 
you know, it, it was it was more one side at this point. But goodness me, Jack Christopher does look every inch as good as we 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 hoped he would be. Yeah, he's an absolute rocket trained by Chad Brown. And Chad Brown doesn't necessarily have these dirt sprinters like Jack Christopher. He's more of a turf trainer. And you know what? He could do everything. He's just his stable is full of turf horses. Jack Christopher has proved this year that he is exceptional. I've gutted in hindsight because I, I really fancied him for the juvenile. Um, and as you say, he was taken out. He just has everything. This horse could be the next. It's weird to say the next flight line because flight lines actually had fewer races. Um, but, you know, like they're, they're top level horses. They could be the two that are really waving the flag for the US. Unfortunately, we won't see either over here anytime soon, if ever. Probably not ever because they're dirt horses. Chad Brown doesn't even like bringing his horses across. But we'll see plenty of them in the US and I really can't wait to cover their races. Yeah, it'd be great if they did come over. Don't know what they'd be doing here, but it'd be great <laughs> if they did come over all the, uh, the same. One, one more thing, Mo Donegal related. Baby names? Baby names? Mo? Mo Donegal? Uh, there is no way I'm calling my son Mo. Um, <laughs> Mo Don, Don, Don? Donegal? It's a shout, mate. If he, was, if he was called Mo, he'd be doing this all the time. <laughs> I, I couldn't hack that. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Uh, but fair enough yeah all right i tried i tried i tried <laughs> a, a picture's enough a picture's enough um yeah. just quickly uh, things this week obviously we did the the us raiders podcast to be honest we haven't had that many runners i think we still got six to go five to go five. um at, at the time of recording this the time of recording this with friday morning so riffin hasn't run we've still got the likes of pizza bianca as well spenderella is yet to run as, as well and, and also campanelle um not irad's finest week no, not his best week. Golden Power was gone at the start. She didn't break on terms. Was Irad was looking around, thinking a horse was going to be withdrawn um, and just taken out, and then the runners potentially waited. I don't know what happened, Golden Powell. Look, I'm trying to make excuses for him. He missed the start, and that was game over. Just really disappointing. And an anti-climax in the King's stand. The other horses, I thought Love Reigns actually ran really well, and the, probably the the one okay ride. I know you didn't think it was very good because uh, he was looking left, right, and centre throughout the oh, race. But I, I thought Love Reigns actually ran a, a very respectable race in fourth, um, probably better than I thought she would from the position she was in at halfway. The other horses just no shows so far. I really hope that Peter Bianco or Campanelle or someone over these next two days um, will actually show show up for the US and run well in first or second. Yeah, there's no point in me saying it, but I still do think Rithin will run a big race. We can record two two to end to this uh, at least Tom Irad managed to pick up things at the end of the week and, and ended on a, a bit of a high that was great wasn't it yeah yeah that was that's fantastic Irad's done brilliantly well this week <laughs> yeah alternative what on earth was Irad doing five real stinkers yeah he's had a howl of Luke <sighs> God, no, go back to America Irad yeah just edit whatever whatever happens into that uh, <laughs> we'll we'll go into into Saturday night's uh, racing uh, we've got the poker stakes upcoming you a poker player at all I don't mind it. I used to play a little bit of poker. I haven't played for a long time, actually. Um, but I don't mind it. Quite a nice game. I'll be honest, never a game I've, I've got into or played. You haven't played it once? Like, on my phone, but I had no idea what I was doing. That's unbelievable. We need to go to the casino one time. Mm, I'll be on, like, the blackjack table going, trying, <laughs> trying, trying to add up to 21. That's hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> but the poker stakes is the 827 
at uh, Belmont Park. Only five runners set in there. We'll uh, do our normal runner by runner, but it shouldn't take us too long because there are only five runners in there. And the first one for me is a familiar name as well in, in Mason, who used to be trained over in Ireland, had some decent form as well. Uh, used to be ridden by Colin Keane for, for Jer Lyons and didn't really do a, a great deal wrong over here, but connections have moved him over to, Austra- uh, to Australia, to America, uh, and he's doing a decent job over in America now as, as well. Uh, managed to finish uh, second on his first start over there that was behind Shell Spate at uh, Keeneland smooth like straight was back in in third that was a very good uh, run Shell Spate just managed to, to run him down late on in the piece and Shell Spate I, I'm pretty sure will go on to bigger and better things he's actually entered on dirt at Belmont maybe even this weekend actually uh, upcoming but the time after basically just a, a throw-in race it was a bit of a poor turnout there was only three runners in the field but duke of hazard a horse that we know from from over on these shores was back in second uh wolfie's diner ghost was uh, in there as, as well a horse who we will see here but i think this is a golden opportunity tom for, for mason yeah he looks to stand out in this race number two is sanctuary city he's a super consistent five-year-old entire um, obviously, then they may be looking towards the future, a stallion career with him. He's been in the top three 14 times from 19 races. Well, that's only resulted in four wins. He's more of a bridesmaid than, than the bride tends to just pass beaten horses and just not be good enough to win these races. However, he's done very well in state com- competitions over the uh, last couple of years. He's probably a player in here, but he's not going to get the pace set up he needs. He's a deep closer that will come from last. Maybe he runs into third or second. I just struggle to see him winning. Yeah, I'm not sure the next horse could even get that far forward uh, in penalty, uh, who might well be the one who's booked for second last or last. Um, last time around, ran here at Belmont behind Scuttlebuzz. It was a good race on paper, uh, in theory, the likes of value proposition, uh, proven strategies was in there, but uh, penalty for, for Jose Ortiz was fairly well fancied. Went off a 7-1 to one chance for the race, but uh, honestly, in this, even with Joel Rosario on board, I'm struggling to make a case for penalty. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tricky to make a case from him. It's not tricky to make a case for number four, public sector. Maybe the only threat in here to the other Ch- Chad Brown trainee, Mason. He's a son of Kingman, much like Mason is, and he's out of a Monsieur mare. Monsieur's horses tend to be a bit you know, erratic or, or not be all there temperamentally, but this horse, public sector, is. He's won five of his 11 starts. He's never finished outside the top two in five runs at Belmont, so loves this track. Super consistent, much like Sanctuary City, but has more talent and more tactical speed. He'll be closer to the front than Sanctuary City and probably penalty. I don't know if he can outkick Mason, but he's a major player. It's worth noting, though, with public sector that he's also entered in the grade three um, at Monmouth, the Monmouth Stakes this Saturday. It looks like he's going to run in this race, uh, the Poker Stakes at Belmont Park. But just bear that in mind in case Chad Brown does decide to reroute him. If he does, Mason's going to be a very short price. Yeah, it would be terrible if he didn't run this because Mason would suddenly go to about one to two, one to three. Uh, the the other horse in the race, Wolfie's Dino Ghost. This is a, a perfect example of why a morning line over in America is terrible. Wolfie's Dino Ghost is about five to one on the morning line. 33s, 40s, name your price, effectively, because uh, his last few efforts... Um, it was okay two runs ago. He, he ran, obviously, as I mentioned, in that Duke of, uh, of Hazard and, and Mason race uh, last time around, and he was absolutely stuffed. He did travel through the race okay, but then he got completely outclassed at the end of things, and there's no reason why that should change uh, here. But at his grade, he, he's none too bad. Did run a decent second in the Appleton uh, stakes down at Gulfstream, but this is a completely different proposition, and um, it's tough to give Wolfie's Dino Ghost a chance. But at least I've got to talk about Mason in that. <laughs> one, one, one strong chance and two that I, I give no chance to whatsoever. Um, a preview of the race that really shouldn't take all too long either, Tom, because as you say, Mason 
he was a horse that, that you liked a couple of outings ago. Uh, he just got collared on the, the line, but he's still a very classy individual and, and maybe not the top, top, top class in the miling sphere on, uh, on turf over in America, but he's not far from it. Yeah, I think he's easily going to make up into a proper grade one horse over there. Look, we're on a roll with these US selections. Um, we both obviously tipped Mo Donegal last week. I'm looking for three in a row. And we're going to get it here, Luke, because we're both with Mason, aren't we? Um, he's the horse to beat. There is no way he's going to go off a six to five, even if public sector does run in this race. It's worth noting with the morning lines, I'm willing to, to bypass this probably poor morning line because David Aragona, who usually makes the morning lines in New York, is away for the week. So someone is replacing him. Therefore, they got, they got the in, they got the intern in this week. Exactly that. They're not as accurate as expected. I fully expect Mason to go off around four to seven, um, maybe even shorter, even if public sector's in the field. It looks a two-horse race to me. Mm. He was super impressive for Joe Lyons, improving all the time, won three or six starts. As you said, second in the Makers Mile, the Grade One Makers yeah. Mile on his US uh, debut, and you usually got to mark up US debut performances because they take some time to acclimatise. And Mason was just superb last time. He's got everything. He's got tactical speed. He's got class. He's got the ability. He's going to sit probably second in this race. Um, I imagine he's going to have first crack at the leader, and it's just going to be game over. Do you remember watching that Makers Mile? As if you brought that up. I, I can't <laughs> believe it. Yes, I do remember, Luke. And I remember your horse, Shell Spate, chinning Mason, my selection right on the wire. I set the scene for a lovely story. <laughs> I, I was on holiday with my family over at Disney in Florida. Tom was, was on, on holiday with his family in, in Turkey. And Tom just had no, no internet. He's like, oh, can, you, can, you, can you let me know what wins the Maker's Mile? So I recorded the race. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't think I actually knew that you were on Mason. I think you told me after the race. And I had... I had tipped Shell Spate. Um, she's like 40 to one in the morning, went off like tens or something like that, was was, was fairly well supported. Um, and then Shell Spate gets the better of Mason by a sneezed nostril in, yeah, the, in the closing was, stages. It was a bit ridiculous uh, because not only <laughs> not only did I not watch the race live, but when you sent through the replay, your accompanying message saying who won didn't come through exactly the right time. So because the Wi-Fi was a bit all over the place. So literally, I just got the replay and I was watching it thinking, oh, my God, Mason's won. Like you gave me the false hope. It wasn't even just, the, just that you told me he'd lost. You just gave me the false hope that Mason actually would have won. And when they crossed the line, I still thought Mason had won. But no, he got done by a nose. I'm still not over it. I don't know if you can tell. He's a glowing endorsement for Luke Elder's friendship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are both with Mason in this, though. It's, it's not saying uh, anything huge because Mason should be about four to seven uh, or so main danger public sector if if he runs here which we hope he does yeah main danger public sector um look, he's got the second best form in the race I think penalty will run okay probably just not good enough sanctuary city if there's any kind of pace on maybe sanctuary city is the one for the forecast but I don't think that's going to be the case so I mean that whole sentence there could be redundant but it's just all about Mason if Mason opens six to five like he is on the morning line then he's definitely a bet yeah yeah I'd agree with that but He's not going to be six to five, <laughs> effectively. Uh, we can get our hopes up regarding that. But uh, that is the uh, the poker stakes, uh, which is uh, our feature US race of the uh, uh, the week. Uh, not a race that we talk too much in depth about because there isn't too much to talk in depth about. But uh, regards to Better Elsewhere, obviously, I don't think last week, did we put up a, a UK runner last week? Yeah, I put one up. I can't even remember what happened, but the selection didn't win. My record with UK runners on these evening podcasts is just miserable at the moment. You're the one that's been firing in the UK winners. So maybe you want to go first. I've had two weeks off UK runners, but I do fancy one this week. Um, Apologise to everybody because we were meant to be doing Lingfield 
and I'm really awkward. So I was like, no, I'm going to Haydock, <laughs> which is still an evening meeting. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not taking any, any lumps over that, but in the 635, a horse called Kim and Grace runs who uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, at the time of recording this would be around about three to one chance but i do think him and grace is a very solid uh, individual in, in this sort of, of race um it's a phillies handicap and naught to 85 was impressive last time at goodwood and it's worth keeping in mind that i don't think goodwood is really uh her track she, she managed to come from off the pace she was pushed along a little bit early in the, the the contest and as we know goodwood's one of the fastest five furlongs in the world let, let alone in the country but still came through to to win Yes, it wasn't the strongest of races that we're ever going to see, and it, it was over six furlongs, but I don't think that's an issue at all. Went to, to Sandown the, the time before and ran a, a really decent race in, in a much better race than this, I'd say, when finishing at fourth behind Living the Dream. Auditor was back in second place. That form is looking very strong, and Kim and Grace just had no run through whatsoever. I plugged them into fourth late on in the uh, in the day, and I do think a drop to five, it shouldn't be an issue uh, whatsoever. They're going to go a good gallop up front, and uh, Kim and Grace can hopefully give Richard Hughes a uh, a winner. He's been in, in good form recently, at uh, the very least, uh, Tom. Had a, a winner with Caravana at, at Chelmsford the other day there. They're two from the last 28, but they've had plenty of places in there as well. Yeah, and anyone looking to do the old Saturday night selections travel, Mason's obviously your first selection, Kim and Grace in the 635, as Luke just said there. And your final selection to make up the treble, tell you what, I, I might have to get a picture of all horse, all three horses if we get the treble up this week, um, is Party Island in the 8 o'clock at Lingfield. I actually really like this, this tip. I think he's going to run a really good race. Probably the, the strongest UK tip I've provided on Saturday night selections. I know we're only six weeks in, but I do actually really fancy this horse. He's going to be around 4-1 to one with SBK. Um, Dennis Copley's gelding is a 5 time winner two of those victories came out Lingfield and he could have made it three last time but he was held up off a slow gallop when the inside route you never want to go the inside route on your weather jockeys come on please go wide the surface is not as deep when you're wide on the track compared to the rail but he ran well to finish second behind a horse called Merlin's Beard who was subsequently placed in two handicaps of six pound higher and ten pound higher much better handicaps as well so the form stacks up I just like this spot for Pies Island I, I, I think he's the best horse in the race and I expect him to bounce right back yeah, that's the uh, the eight o'clock, a uh, mile and a half uh, handicap. Uh, they're the three selections uh, for the, the evening as well. So Mason, for both of us, will be his not the insp most inspiring of, of selections uh he should just win uh kim and grace for myself in a 635 at haydock and in the eight o'clock at lingfield uh tom is siding with party island for dennis coakley and george bass so hopefully we'll have uh, tom's wall even more decorated uh, <laughs> next uh, next week but uh we will we'll see we'll we'll get to that how did you print that picture off by the way tom because i know your print is broken at the moment um yeah, we won't go into that one, Luke, but I'll tell you what, I did do a bit of arts and crafts. I did have to cut around the outside, stick a bit of sellotape on it. Maybe I need to be on DIY SOS because this is some kind of magnificent masterpiece here. Um, I'm not sure the girlfriend, my girlfriend will be very happy with the fact that half the paint is probably going to come off the walls when I take this down. Um, but look, it's a lovely added bit of bonus for the pod, isn't it? Did you move the picture beside it? Or did, <laughs> no, you, or did, you, move, did you move the laptop? Yeah, I moved the laptop. Perfectly <laughs> <positioned>. <laughs> yeah. Just get the paint out. You'll be absolutely fine. Uh, thanks to Mama Collins for, for printing that off. Uh, Tom, thank you very much for your help this uh, this week. Um, <laughs> we'll be back. We, oh, I was told not to mention that. We'll be back <laughs> next week, and uh, hopefully we'll be singing the praises of Ira Junior after two final rides at Royal Ascot.
Yeah, cheers, Luke. Hopefully we get a few winners this week again. This this pod's obviously now taken off. We're, we're flying. Um, so hopefully Mason not only provides us with a couple of winners, but we also get a, a couple of US winners at Royal Ascot on Friday and Saturday. Obviously, if you're watching this, you've probably already seen the Friday races. So um, that, that sentence could also be redundant. Um, but look, I'm, I'm really hopeful just to come back next week, cover another grade race at Belmont and hopefully celebrate Mason's success in the poker. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget, uh, new SBK customers will get £30 in uh, free bets by depositing at £10. Could be something uh, you play on our treble uh, for the the uh, Saturday evening. It could also be something you try and play uh, on the the final few American runners at Royal Ascot. Best of luck, uh, whatever you do decide to do this uh, weekend. Myself and Tom, we're back every single week. If you're watching this on YouTube, do give it a, a like, a thumbs up, a comment down below. Well done to Tom Leach, by the way, in the comment section for, for having Mo Donegal uh, as uh, well. Hopefully, uh, one or two more winners maybe three uh, this uh, week but until we see you next week uh, have a, a very good week enjoy the sun as well it is absolutely lovely outside but stay safe look after one another goodbye